Thank you, Doug Apple. This is Lowell Jackson on a time, uh, at a time we call a fellowship on Wave 94. And we just hope that we will enjoy the flowing of the triune God as life, eternal life to us, through us, from us, and from, and to one another. Uh, I was just having a lunch, a late lunch, just a few minutes ago with two college students over at FSU, and I was thinking about them as Doug was playing that introductory song, because that's a bunch of college students gathered around just bringing us into the joy of the Lord. And we were uh, fellowshipping a few minutes ago about that same verse I mentioned earlier in the week that I had gotten into with a few brothers at a coffee shop on uh, Thomasville Road. And uh, we had such an exciting guest yesterday, I actually forgot uh, what I think is one of the main points of that incident in uh, John chapter 7. Um, and uh, if, you did, if you missed it yesterday, then we will update you today and give you the extra good part that uh, I did forget. But also, if you joined us yesterday, we will... Um, Add a, um, add a little to it, and either way, whether you missed it or or um, whether you um, joined us, I think you're going to get a little more out of this uh, amazing thing that happened in John chapter 7, verse 37. Um, let me read it to you again, just right out of God's Word. Now on the last day, the great day, of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. He who believes into me, as the scripture said, out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. But this he said concerning the Spirit which those who believed into him were about to receive, for the Spirit was not yet, because Jesus had not yet been glorified. And um, I mentioned yesterday that the human life has its high points and its low points. And in almost every culture, almost every part of the world, a high point is a wedding. It's just a time of uh, celebration. And in many parts of the world, and indeed it was during this time, people had to travel so far, so long to get there that the, uh, the celebration lasted multiple days. And um, I don't know about you, but sometimes I read the Bible too carelessly. Why did it say on the last day, the great day of the feast, um, why did the Spirit, in giving us God's Word, include those details? Um, well, I got some help out of the um, footnotes in the recovery version that, uh, that pointed out that every kind of human enjoyment, every kind of human happiness, every kind of human celebration has its last day. It just doesn't last. That's just the way happiness is. And even God's word goes on to say it was the great day of the feast. So this was sort of the pinnacle of this festival, this celebration, this uh, enjoyment of, uh, of the human life and the beginning of a household. But Jesus stood up 
and he cried out. So he wanted everyone's attention here at this human celebration. And he said, if anyone thirst, come to me and drink. Um, and he talked about rivers of living water. Uh, sounds like those rivers of living water must come from him because he said, come to me and drink. And we Americans get so much in the material and physical world that a, a spiritual sign like this, we start to kind of wonder, well, what's going on here? But the word explains itself in chapter in verse uh, 39 of the same chapter john 7 it said this he spoke concerning the spirit and then it says something that may surprise you the spirit was not yet but you say wait a minute the spirit was in the early chapters of genesis there's always been eternally the spirit within the triune god but the lord was talking here about a process that he was going through so that man could experience God. Incarnation up to that point was the most amazing thing that ever happened in history. Here you could actually walk up, even in a public place like a public well, and talk to God. You could look God in the eye. God was on earth to be experienced by man. But as you know, uh, this wonderful human life of 33 and a half years ended up in a uh, cruel crucifixion, a conspiracy between religion and human government. And the Lord Jesus was, of course, crucified, uh, then victoriously resurrected, and then fully approved in ascension what the Bible calls glorified. Now, the Lord has said in this wedding announcement that the Spirit was not yet because he had not yet been glorified. But when he came to his uh, disciples, he, um, he, he said to them in uh, John chapter 14, verse 17, the Spirit of reality shall be in you. Why do you think he gave that title? that term, the spirit of reality. Could it be that we humans get so caught up in vanity? We need an invasion. We need an entrance of reality, and it comes as the spirit. Uh, now, Paul, over in Philippians, which of course is about the real joy, not just temporary happiness, he talked about the bountiful supply not of the Holy Spirit, there would be nothing wrong with that, but he said of the bountiful supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. So this is a further processing, further inclusion, just like the holy anointing oil in the Old Testament, which is a picture of the Spirit. You had additional ingredients added to the oil to make it uh, proper for God's use. The Spirit that the Lord came and breathed into the disciples and said, receive, now included this wonderful human living, this all-inclusive crucifixion, this uh, victorious and uh, all-glorious resurrection. 
we have now available to us the Spirit of Jesus Christ, uh, who's that makes God even more experiential. Because we can receive, we can constantly turn away from the vanity that is trying to crowd into us and s- surround us and overwhelm us with, uh, you know, very uh, a simple turn to the Lord. If you're stuck at a traffic light on Thomasville Road, you can just turn away from all the vain frustration and running back and forth that's happening around you and just say, Oh, Lord. You know, that's the way David started most of his prayers in Psalm. Oh, Lord, just a turning of our attention, turning of our thoughts, turning of our heart, turning of our feelings, just turning to the Lord. You know, Isaiah predicted this back in chapter 12. He says, you will draw water from the springs of salvation when you call upon his name. And Paul went on to say in Romans chapter 10, the Lord is rich to who? He didn't say rich to all who behave. He didn't didn't say rich to all who uh, work hard for God. Nothing wrong with any of those. But he said he is rich to all who call upon him. Isn't that simple? that we can have a refreshing drink uh, from the wells of salvation, what the Lord promised in John 7, come to me and drink the rivers of living water. Um, Psalm 116, I will take up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. And the promise in Psalm 145, 18, is that the Lord is near to all who what? Not to all who behave, not to all who are this or that, but to all who call. And, you know, dear brothers and sisters, I believe this is a simple way for us to recover the proper living that expresses Christ, enjoys Christ, lives Christ. Like Paul said, he got to, and he said, you know, it boils down to for me to live is Christ. How could he possibly say that? Because he was enjoying this this well within him, these rivers that were flowing within him. He was enjoying what he talked about in Philippians 1.19, the bountiful supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. That uh, Availability that had gone through incarnation, human living, crucifixion, resurrection, uh, ascension, glorification, and now is flowing for us to experience. Well, I hope you're um, entering in. I sure am enjoying this uh, passage that I didn't expect, but it's got, we've gotten into that this week, and uh, there's just so much here for us to recover and enjoy. Well, we're going to have a, another interview in just a moment. We've been having some uh, very enjoyable interviews on the fellowship time on Wave 94. We've had a medical doctor. We've had an FSU student. We've had, um, oh my goodness, we've had a president yesterday of Tallahassee Christian College. 
We've had another teammate out there from Tallahassee Christian College. And in just a moment, we're going to have another real interview with a real person who is just trying to go on in their daily human living as a believer in Jesus Christ. Uh, Doug Apple will bring us back very, very shortly. Take it away, Doug. Just as in one body, we have many members, and all the members do not have the same function. So we who are many are one body in Christ. Romans chapter 12, verses 4 and 5. We are one body in Christ, having an organic union with Him. This union makes us one in life with Him and with all the other members of His body. The body is not an organization or a society, but is altogether an organism produced by the union in life that we have with Christ. Scripture and Commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version, published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit recoveryversion.org. Hi, my name is Danielle, and I'm an educational psychologist I've recently moved from Los Angeles to Tallahassee with my husband, not knowing anybody here and leaving my family in Los Angeles. But praise the Lord, I have a family here in the church. I've really enjoyed meeting in the homes with believers like in Acts 2.46, and day by day continuing steadfastly with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they partook of their food with exaltation and simplicity of heart. If you're interested, please call 850-692-9558. Hi, my name is Penny, and one of the highlights of my week is getting together with other ladies in the Tallahassee area to pray. And if this is something you would be interested in, you're welcome to join us for prayer. It's every week here in Tallahassee. Just leave a message at 850-692-9558. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you, Doug Apple, for making it so easy for us. Uh, the little recorded announcement you just heard was from Penny Jackson and the live person. Uh, that's kind of a unexpected, delightful coincidence. The live person we're going to talk to now is Penny Jackson. So, Penny, thanks for coming by here to Wave 94. Thank you for having me, Lowell. Okay, well, let's, you know, we like to get acquainted so everybody can know who uh, who we're talking to would you like to give us the uh, the short version of your life story the short version now we, we, Doug doesn't give us that much time now well Lowell um, we've been married 50 years so if we could go back a little bit um, we started our marriage 50 years ago on our knees uh, giving our lives to the Lord and it's been a wonderful journey all these years um, we've had a lot of bumps in the road like everyone else has I'm sure but one thing that has really um, concreted and secured our marriage is uh, prayer and I believe as a Christian prayer is our secret weapon 
And um, that's one thing that we have done all these uh, years uh, of our marriage. And um, I've had a wonderful life. Uh, we were married probably 10 years before we even had children. I had a career in the um, banking business uh, as a um, special investigator um, when, I, when we were living in California. Um, and we raised our children, and um, we had two children. We have six grandchildren. And um, so now that uh, I'm retired, I'm doing some wonderful things I've always wanted to do with the extra time that I've had, the leisure time. So um, that's where I'm at right now in my journey. Well, we've had almost every guest that we've had the first, uh, the last week or two uh, talked about uh, lifelong learning. And I think you're uh, doing some of that, aren't you? Actually, I am doing that, and I'm living my dream because I am, I've gone back to college, and this is something I've always wanted to do. And I, I'm loving it. I'm over at uh, Tallahassee Community College. This is my last semester. I plan to transfer to FSU in the spring. And um, it's, it's wonderful to have the, as a, as a retired person, to have the leisure time to fulfill some of the dreams that um, I wanted to do. And, and this is something I encourage you listeners, if, if you're retirement age, that you would consider uh, doing some of the things that you'd like to do with, with the extra time you have. Um, maybe you'd like to go back and finish your degree or your education, or uh, maybe you'd like to be a mentor to someone or volunteer. Um, there's so many wonderful things out there for uh, retired people to do. You could take a Pilates or a yoga class. I've done that. And um, you could learn to play like the guitar. But um, as a retired person, um, it's wonderful to live your life with no regrets and to have extra time and even probably extra money right now if if you're o older and retired. Um you can you have the opportunity to do things and go places that you've always wanted to do, and so that's that's what I've I'm doing right now is is finishing my degree because my husband went to college when we were younger, and I worked to put him through college. So so kind of now it's my turn. So when you're retired, uh, this is time for you, and and that's where I'm at right now. So you go into class. And the typical student is a third your age. I'm trying to picture this now. What's this like? What are they? Uh, do they know your grandmother? And they said, "Ma'am, you know, you, what, what, what? How's the dynamics going on in the class? So how do you get along with these? Uh, you don't have purple hair, and you don't have a ring in your nose. And you don't have any tattoos. I'm not picking on some of our college students, you know, but you just don't kind of fit the bill." Well, I certainly don't fit the role uh, and the model of your typical college student. I've walked into a lot of classrooms, and they actually thought I was the professor. And when I sat down, they were very surprised to see me sitting down. But I will say that the kids over at uh, Tallahassee Community College have been great uh, with me. I get along with them. I'm even invited to go into their study groups with them. Uh, it's just been wonderful uh, over my experience over there. Uh, the students, the professors, uh, the learning commons over there that you know helps the student to progress. And being a, an older student, um, learning takes a little longer 
and a little more challenging, but um, it, it's been the, the transition into college for me has not been difficult. It's actually been a real joy, and I look forward to going to classes every day. And I've had some wonderful courses that I've always wanted to take. Right now I'm taking world religion, and uh, I'm taking uh, a biology class. I've taken astronomy, uh, a couple of Spanish classes. Uh, so it, it's just really um, – it's just been um, – a um a, a joy really to learn i'm i'm enjoying learning again i think you're stimulating your brain i, I am <laughs> i know i am so you feel smarter well i'll say this and not to brag but i have been on the dean's list twice and the president's list once wow and congratulations. for me that is quite quite an accomplishment <laughs> so I, I thank a lot of those students over there for helping me they bring you along they do. They what, do they, what do they call you? Miss Penny. Miss Penny. And they even open the door for me. Miss Penny, good to see you. <laughs> open the door. Oh. Very respectful kids. Really? Yeah. Well, do, do you? Uh, what do you see in the, uh, the that generation? Do you see uh, that there's anything going on in them that's uh, searching for something uh, more meaningful, more purposeful? Or are they just caught up in the uh, the cloudy vanity of the age? Uh, do, do you, have you been able to get acquainted with many of them on an individual basis? Oh, absolutely. I've, I've gone to lunch with them. I've had them in my home. And um, they, they're like any young people. They're, they're looking for truth. They're looking for reality. Um, they're not finding it in a lot of places they go to. Um, unfortunately, um, suicide is the number one cause of deaths uh, among college students. And TCC does have a counseling service available to all their students. And um, but but I would love to see Lowell. I would love to see more senior citizens go back to college because it's wonderful to blend different age groups in a classroom. I think they receive from you and you receive from them and it's just um it's just a healthy environment uh i've gone into a classroom where uh, some kids were talking and they see miss penny walk in and maybe they're saying some swear words but they'll apologize oh i'm sorry i'm sorry miss penny and i and i can tell you know there's the respect there among those kids and those are good kids they're from good homes and um they you know, I'm just glad that they're continuing on, but, but you see all types everywhere you go. But, you know, there's good people everywhere you go. And, and so that's what I'm, I'm seeing over at TCC. Now, you were raised in a big family, right? I'm the 10th of 10 children. Hmm. That's a, that's a <laughs> lot going on there. <laughs> well, one dear lady. <laughs> Ten children. There was a lot. Of, there was a lot of fun and a lot of good memories, and you always had somebody to play with. And econ- economical. Yeah. Well, cheaper by the dozen. Mother did have two sets of twins. She saved a lot on those uh, hospital visits, huh? I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you've had a quite an interesting, in- interesting life. Um, what what would you say to uh, you're giving some good advice too about you know don't kind of uh, um, you know rust out you better burn out right stay active and sure you've you 
took a big, big step there in deciding that, hey, now that uh, I'm an empty nester, I can uh, go to college and do what I always wanted to do but didn't have a chance to do. Um, that's a big, courageous step. It sounds like you're glad you did it, right? I really am. I feel very um, enriched and very fulfilled. And and growing up in Alabama in a, a large family uh, with not a whole lot of money, there wasn't a lot of encouragement for me to go to college. And um, actually, no one ever told me that I could go to college. And personally, I never felt smart enough. But I, I just felt like, hey, I'm as good as anybody else. I'm going to give it a try. And I'm so glad that I did that, and I'm, I plan to continue, actually. And I encourage anyone listening to take any kind of class that, that you would be interested in um, for the enrichment. And another uh, enrichment class that is available to, to you is a Tallahassee Christian College, and they offer enrichment classes over there. So you would be able to um, take uh, Bible classes for spiritual growth and nourishment. So you've got two great opportunities, and they both have the same name. TCC is Tallahassee Community College for like your continued education, your your uh, intellectual, and then Tallahassee. Christian College uh, in Tallahassee here is uh, offers spiritual growth for um, your spiritual growth. So uh, there's two good opportunities right there, Lowell, to continue your education for enrichment. So, Penny, you're uh, into an, a new phase of your life and making adjustments and adaptations and uh, putting new challenges on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, walk us through your typical day, your typical week. You know, what happens when the sun starts coming up? You got anything going on in your life that might help uh, our listeners to uh, make it, make their day more special, more meaningful, more purposeful? Well, I always start the morning um, low uh, with a few verses. And um, one thing I like to do in the morning is just say, Lord, I love you and I need you. And that's a wonderful way for me to realize who's in control of of my life but my day starts with a a class i go to class every day um i'm pretty busy there with um keeping up with all those young students and then uh you know i have a husband so i have to come home and make a meal uh, for dinner and we have our dinner and then usually i need to uh, get on the computer and either take a an online quiz or um, do online homework for my classes that I'm taking. So um, I stay pretty busy with that. I like to um, have some time for penny time, which is, is my um, therapy, which is yard work. And I, I like to play in the dirt, so I do that a lot and, and work in my yard. Um, so and anyway, I like to volunteer and, and I work with college students over at FSU. Um, I'm one of the club moms over there in their Christian club, and I'm plan on getting more involved in that when I get over to FSU. Well, what does a club mom do for Christian Christian students at FSU? Well, you're basically their mom while they're away from their own mom. We bring in. There's a a, a group of us moms here in Tallahassee. We bring in. Uh, home-cooked meals for their Bible studies once a week. Um, for years, I've had the uh, girl students over for brunch on Saturdays. 
Uh, I've had them stay in our home. I've had a college student from China live with us for about eight months. And um, you, you just really fill in the gap for being a away parent for them. Just They might need a ride to the grocery store, to Publix or to Walmart. So uh, I'm just one of many moms here in Tallahassee that is a club mom for the uh, Christian students on campus over at FSU. Well, I think most of our listeners would probably assume, and I think you've told us uh, we are assuming erroneously, and this was my erroneous assumption for a very, very long time, that college students don't want to be around old people. They don't want to go to somebody's house. They, they'd rather be down at, what do they call it, Madison Social, you know, ripping it up and having a party and, you know, having a big time because that's what you hear college is about. But it sounds like that uh, they like uh, home cooking and uh, hanging around with older folks and coming into a, a home. Lowell, I know they do because uh, when when I do brunches, I have anywhere from 8 to 18 girls come and uh, they they like my home cooking. They like the grits casserole and the bacon in the oven and the uh, blueberry and pecan pancakes or whatever. But also I get them involved in the kitchen. They really like to be a part of that. And I don't really, I want them to come into my home and en- enjoy it. And, and they'll bring their homework and they'll stay or they'll ask me if they can come and swim or, you know, I, I really think we need to get out of the concept that they don't really want a parent because they, they need a parent. They're, they're away from home and, and they, they need some security and they need to know that they've got a safety net. They've got a family that if they had a situation, they could call me up. They know I'm going to come and pick them up or I'll be there for them. So it's been good for them and it's been good for me as well. So when you give them all this good food, uh, you know, what else do y'all, you all you do with your the girls? Well, well after we have the brunch, we do have a, a short Bible study for them. We go through a book of the Bible each semester, and uh, they, they enjoy that. And I let it be their time. It's, it's, it's their uh, downtime. They've been working hard all week it's at, in their classes, and they come, and that's for the, for them to enjoy themselves. And then there'll be a lot of food for them to take home as well. They like that part. So so they get spiritual food and physical food. Now, I think the uh, spot that Doug um, played that I wasn't expecting is a happy coincidence. Yeah, it was something you recorded earlier, and you were admonishing people to uh, ha- get in a prayer group uh, in a home, you know, just a, even a small group. Mm-hmm. You want to clarify that some, elaborate on it? You, you do this yourself? Well, I meet with other moms here in Tallahassee once a week. Uh, we rotate the home from usually by the month, and it works out really nicely. So um, anyone, of course, it, it is welcome to join us. It, it's the highlight of my week, actually, this prayer time. with It's only an hour, but we spend the whole hour in prayer, and it is very special. It's very powerful. And, um, you know, women in the Bible... Are very, were, were very much a part of the Lord Jesus' ministry. They ministered to the Lord. And women in the church have a tremendous responsibility for prayer because it's the prayers of the sisters in the church that really strengthen the fellowship. And it really is the, um, 
the strength of the the fellowship in in that church. So I, I really am very strong on prayer because prayer really moves the hand of God. God really waits on us uh, to to pray. He already knows the need. He just wants us to remind Him of it. Very good. Well, uh, in just a few minutes, we're I'll give folks the um, phone number if they're interested in getting involved in a home group or a prayer group where they can leave a message. And I'll also uh, give a, a website that will help you in uh, what Penny mentioned as a good way to start the day. Uh, Doug Apple is going to take us on a very short break, and we'll be right back to talk to Penny a little bit more. Let us therefore come forward with boldness to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace for timely help. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. How can we come to the throne of God in heaven while we still live on earth? The secret is our spirit. The very Christ who is sitting on the throne in heaven is also now in us, that is, in our spirit, where the habitation of God is. Whenever we turn to our spirit, we enter through the gate of heaven and touch the throne of grace in heaven through Christ. Scripture and Commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit recoveryversion.org. My name is Mary. I am assistant professor at Florida State University. I enjoy teaching and research on campus. As a researcher, I have many discoveries. But the biggest discovery is the fact that I have a human spirit. Whenever I call, Oh Lord Jesus, I get the response of this wonderful person, the eternal God right in my spirit. I am happy living in the presence of the Lord. I invite you to experience this unspeakable joy by calling on Him from deep within your spirit and your heart. makes it so easy for us to have fellowship with different brothers and sisters, different members of the body of Christ all over Tallahassee, and we hope you're enjoying this hour that we've very simply just called fellowship. Uh, it's not an original word. Of course, it comes right out of the New Testament. It has been diluted and I think polluted by uh, the secularism that goes on all around us, but uh, we need to recover the reality of fellowship. It's just allowing the Lord in the moment to uh, flow just like the circulation in your body. You know, that little finger and uh, that ear are getting the same supply, the, uh, the same uh, life-giving uh, nutrients that it needs just to have its 
role, its function, its enjoyment in the body. And we are talking to a dear sister named Penny, and Penny's been telling us about how she's uh, handled uh, some transitions through her life from uh, being a single to being a mom, now being a grandmom, now going back to college. And, you know, Penny, I'm trying to think, many decades ago there was a book called Transitions, and it's about, you know, how you handle the changes in your life. And uh, many times, um, I think Doug mentioned that, uh, you know, we, we don't change. We're resistant to change. We sort of get stuck. And... Uh, you know, same environment, year after year after year, uh, same pattern, same route, same whatever, same, same, same. Um, but it seems to take some of the uh, adventure. I was sharing yesterday uh, that um, the Lord wants to renew us. He is forever new. Everything else gets old, <laughs> including us. But, you know, God is the only one that is forever new. He is eternally new, new, new. And uh, even though our outer man is wasting away, the inner man is being renewed. The, the Bible says day by day. So you've been making some changes, making some adjustments, uh, looking for some uh, new adventures, new purpose, uh, um, new things to explore. You've uh, in college, it sounds like it's a big part of uh, this phase you're in right now. Any other things that you think help folks as they uh, grow up, grow old, grow further? Uh, any other transitions that are important to good uh, three-dimensional living physically, psychologically, and spiritually? Well, I think the best thing and best advice I can offer is the time doesn't get any better than right now. And I am trying to live my life in the now, if that makes sense, is that I need to take care of right now things that I need to take care of and live in the now. Um, and when you live in the past, you have regrets. When you live in the future, you have anxiety. So I'm trying to live in the now. But to live... Um, more peacefully, one thing that really has helped me is I've gotten financial help and also I've gotten a will so that everything is taken care of. And I just encourage everyone to have a living will. And I, my feeling is that I'd like to uh, leave a legacy behind of, of who I am. I'd, I'd like to have, um, what I, my life to, to count. So um, I would encourage you to get your life in order. Maybe you need to move into a smaller house and size down and, and maybe that would bring more happiness to you or you'd be a lot more peaceful because you wouldn't have the stress of, of living in a big home. And one thing I've tried to do like this summer, I've tried to thin out what I have in my home that I absolutely don't need. And these are things that one day someone, someone will have to deal with, and I'd rather deal with them now. So I just encourage you to take care of your life now so that others don't have a mess later on, you know, because, you know, you were just t didn't take care of all the matters. But, um, that, that's one thing is, is just to live, live, uh, for today, but be, 
diligent to um, have a testimony of everything you own is um, is because of the Lord and that represents the Lord. So by doing that, I think getting your house in order, getting your life in order, getting your finances in order um, makes your life more peaceful. Well, our listeners know that I've talked to a good bit and I'm involved in a class over at uh, Tallahassee Christian College in uh, this three-dimensional living because I believe that is very much according to God's Word. And Penny, you have um, touched on the spiritual part with the fresh start you said every day needs and requires and the importance of having a some prayer partners the lord said even two or three he'd like to be there um and the spiritual part of your life and how you're taking care of that in a healthy way and you've touched on the psychological the mind the will and the emotions the mind being something that like any other organ or muscle it needs to be exercised um the emotions you need to have peace that you've taken care of things that uh you're not going to leave a mess. You're, you've thought things through. You're at peace with God and man about the legacy you're leaving. The one thing we haven't touched on is the physical. How are you taking care of the physical outer man that uh, is wasting away but uh, st- staying healthy? And uh, Any tips there, exercise, the way you eat, whatever? So do you mean what I'm doing to uh – to keep my weight or what? Yeah, the whole physical realm. Well, I, I do lift weights every morning. This is something I've done for years. I do try to eat clean, and by that I mean very little to no sugar. Um, I do take Pilates. I walk in my neighborhood. I do keep up with my weight every week. I actually have a note card taped to my mirror in my bathroom so that I can know exactly how much I weigh every week. And I don't want to be a fanatical, but I want to take care of the body that God has given me. And um, I just think we have a responsibility to keep ourselves healthy. I have six precious grandchildren kind of scattered all over the country. But, you know, I want to be here and I want to see them graduate. I want to come go to their weddings. And But... Um, if you can't take an exercise class, you can walk in your neighborhood. And that's something I started about 20 years ago, and I've never stopped. At one time, believe it or not, I was very heavy, and and I just basically walked it off. Because if you walk, I promise you, it'll just fall off. But anyway, do something. Get out and get going. And, you know, like I mentioned to you, uh, now's the time to do things in your life that you would like to do, that you've always wanted to do, that fulfill you, uh, whatever it is, and everybody is different. So whatever you want to do, you need to do it. And and the time doesn't get any better than right now. So um, get out and get going and, and enjoy your life. You know, when there was once upon a time I wanted to jog, and I was not in that good of a shape, but I would, you know, just made uh, what uh, caused in the Old Testament a great resolution, and um, just started jogging. And my my corny little measurement uh, that actually worked uh, because it was so so easy is every day um, I tried to add one more mailbox. Right. 
uh, to to the run before I turned around and started going back to the house. And uh, I saw one of my neighbors this morning. I was out for my morning walk. I tell you the truth, the the, the walk uh, is good three dimensionally for me. I guess there's something going on physically because uh, I'm out uh, walking around a, a pretty area. Um, but I find it's a good time to make those psychological adjustments at what we're thinking about in our mind, what kind of feelings we have in our emotions, what kind of choices we may or may not be making. Um, and uh, it's also time just to, you know, open up some things to the Lord and uh, invite him in to be more of a part of the day. And, you know, what has impressed me is that um, the more days that we've got behind us, the fewer the days we have in front of us. And uh, so you begin to realize that this day is a gift. And, uh, you know, we may not have may not be given another one. Who knows what's going to happen during our day. But it's so sweet to say, Lord, today is a gift. It's a gift from you. Um, I'd like to give it back to you. Let it be a gift to you. Um, so um, taking care of all three dimensions and uh Uh, Joanne Arnett, the president of Tallahassee Christian College, uh, reminded us of a verse yesterday that uh, says, work out your own salvation. And, of course, that's not salvation by works. It just means you can cooperate with the process that God started when he began a good work in you. He wants to finish it, and he can go a lot uh, more smoothly and accomplish that a lot more efficiently and quickly if we will cooperate um, with him. So work it out um, by uh, entering into uh, a very intimate relationship with him, talking to him a lot through the day. Um, drinking. I like those verses about drinking. You know, you don't think of going to a river when you want to drink. But the Lord, I think, was making the point there that uh, our thirst, our dryness, is no match for his enormous, as Paul called it, bountiful supply. So good luck in trying to outdrink a river. Uh, there's just more refreshment, enjoyment from God than we can ever possibly. Um, that's why we're going to need eternity. We will absolutely remove the time restraints from our experience and enjoyment of God. Well, Penny, what else uh, do we need to uh, share with our listeners that you would like to pass along that has helped you in your life? That uh, Anything else that you uh, would pass along? Well, um, just some advice I would give. Um, anyone's marriage, um, I think, uh, I, I'd like to just mention that one thing that's helped me in, in my marriage is to be hard on myself and to be easy on others and to let the little things stay little and not make little things big and let prayer be at the very top of your list. 
as far as um, marriage, life. Um, check with the Lord before you do anything. Check with him, Lord, is this what you're doing? Is this what I need to be doing? Um, are you in this? And and really, that that's a wonderful way to just live life and live life to the fullest because that's what God wants for all of us. But the way to do that is to always check, check with him, and and he will be that voice in you that directs your life and puts you on the right path. And that's about as good as it gets is when you have peace with God and peace with man, and only God can give that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh Wives have uh, the best uh, wife living in them. The Lord knows how to be the best wife. And husbands have the best husband living in them. The Lord knows how to be the best husband. And uh, if we will, as Paul says in the epistles, live to him. Many Christians think about living for him. But living to him is quite quite different. You can live for someone with kind of an an objective, and um, you know. But living to is you know you realize that you know I'm I've got to be sensitive. It's it's like uh, Paul said about the the face of Jesus Christ. Uh, I've got to be sensitive to how the Lord feels about every word, every choice. Uh, every action, even every thought, because the Lord knows our thoughts. He knows our heart, the Scripture said. You know, I heard a brother recently uh, share in a Christian meeting who'd been married a little over 50 years. It's a good track record. And he just shared with all those there. Some were single college students. Some were young professionals. Some were uh, newly marrieds. And some were uh, older ones, quite a variety of believers gathered, and he shared that uh, what had helped his marriage the most is for he and his wife to pray together. And um, it's, that just seemed to me to be great advice, that if you are praying together, there is a blending, a mixing, a mingling of uh, spirits mm-hmm. uh, the best way to touch our human spirit, to experience the Lord who is in the holy of holies uh, in us as his temple, is to just to genuinely, simply talk to him, open to him, pray to him. Not in a um, religious way so much, formal way, but in a sincere way. And, you know, a couple doing that um, just makes tremendous progress in blending their total three-part, three-dimensional person, blending their spirit, their soul, and uh, eventually uh, their body. So the, the Lord has a beautiful design. Uh, well, I want to give you, our listeners, some ways to follow up on some wonderful things we've touched on uh, in this interview with Penny, as well as some other um things that we've been mentioning during our fellowship time. Um, I mentioned earlier that I uh, 
get a lot of help, as I did today, uh, from the footnotes in the recovery version. My favorite uh, study Bible, that's the one that pointed out about the significance of the Lord making his uh, announcement um, at this wedding that uh, the, the human enjoyment was going to run out, just like it always does. Um, if you would like a copy of my favorite study Bible, and you're probably saying, well, I've got Bibles. Well, I do too. Maybe a shelf or two of them. But I would encourage you, your next uh, tour through in your Bible reading strategy, whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, is to uh, include the recovery version in your next go-round. You'll enjoy the outlines at the beginning of every book to show you its direction. Uh, it'll be repeated as you read through the uh, that particular epistle or book or gospel. And um, you'll just see how that theme continues. And then the footnotes bring uh, some additional uh, aspects, some light on those verses that helped me a lot. And... Uh, Remarkably, I never thought I could say this, but some uh, dear believers will make a, a copy available to you free of charge, uh, including the postage. All you've got to do is request it, tell them where to send it. And uh, those dear believers are at uh, BiblesForAmerica.org. That's uh, BiblesForAmerica.org. And just tell them where you want to send it. Uh, if you've had some some starts and stops and bumps and miscues in your morning time with the Lord, uh, Penny mentioned it's good to start your morning very first thing uh, with some verses, opening to the Lord in a genuine way, reading His Word, letting Him talk to us. Uh, I want to give you an easy way. Once again, remind those of you that haven't done it, please do so. It's absolutely no charge. All these riches I'm mentioning are, are free. Um, emanna.com. Just like in the Old Testament, God's people getting fresh manna every morning. The uh, website is emanna.com. Emanna.com. You give them your email address, and during the night, they will send you a few verses and probably a paragraph or, or two of light on those verses that will help you enjoy them uh, even more. I also want to mention our friends over at Tallahassee Christian College and Training Center. Uh, Linda Strickland will be leading a, a seminar next Wednesday on uh, healing. Not the kind of healing that you probably have on top of mind, but just going through emotional healing, dealing with your past, allowing the Lord into some of our, our secret closets and letting him... Uh, help us in uh, our innermost uh, being. You can still uh, sign up for that class and uh, follow through on Penny's good advice that you should always be open to uh, freshness and newness and mental as well as spiritual stimulation. You can do that by going to tcctc.org, not to be confused with the other TCC in town, but this TCC has an additional TC in it because it's a training center as well as Tallahassee Christian College. So let me see how fast I can say that. tcctc.org. That is a tongue twister. TCCTC. 
tc.org. If you would uh, like to give them a call, you could probably have about two minutes to do that because they'll probably be leaving soon. The number is 513-1000. Let me also uh, mention that um, if you'd like to uh, just read the recovery version online, um, and just see uh, how you like it. Uh, what they will send you free is just the New Testament. Uh, if you'd like to uh, read online, go to recoveryversion.org, recoveryversion.org. And if you um, if you're new to that term, it has nothing to do with recovery from drugs or recovery from alcohol or recovery from all these kind of human things that usually. Uh, are associated with that word it has to do with rec- recovery of truths, truths uh, that have been overlooked in the scripture, truths that have been misunderstood or misapplied. And, uh, you know, it's just like uh, one of our heroes in the faith, Martin Luther. Um, he just recovered a truth that justification is by faith. And what a tremendous recovery that was when he got into God's word and saw that he didn't have to jump through uh, religious hoops, um, that he could be justified before God by faith. So that's the uh, the significance of the word uh, recovery. Um, I want to uh, give you also a phone number where you can leave uh, a voicemail. Uh, Penny mentioned that uh, you can get together with neighbors very, very informally to uh, fellowship and pray. If you would like to uh, look into that, find some neighbors in your area and get acquainted with some fellow believers, you can leave a message at 850-692-9558. That's 692 692- Nine five five eight. It'll be a voicemail. You can just leave your name and phone number, and uh, some dear brothers and sisters and the Lord will get back to you and discuss the possibilities of how to get together for this word. I th- hopefully, you're falling in love with more and more. We're just calling it fellowship. If you prefer to leave a, a uh, email, um, the connection is Christian Connect Tallahassee at gmail.com. Christian connect Tallahassee at gmail.com. And as always, thanks to our dear brother, Doug Apple, and we'll be back tomorrow at four for more fellowship.